Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. The Detroit Lions are coming off their first loss of the season. But we will not be deterred. We will drink that Blue Kool-Aid all the way down, baby. Glug, glug, glug. Mm-mm-mm. Don't panic. Don't panic. This is a good Lions team, and we're going to cover it all on this podcast. Stafford's throw of the week. Uh, who stepped up? What plays did you like? Uh, we, we might talk about some of those refereeing calls out there. Oh, boy. Uh, Detroit versus everybody, am I right? Um, both the, the Trey Flowers, Jamal Agnew, the third quarter, that was insane. Uh, the leaping of the tight ends. <laughs> oh, man, it's all crazy, but, man, we love our Lions, and there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and get your blue Kool-Aid ready. It's time for the pod. is drinking the blue kool-aid a detroit lions podcast made by lifelong lions fans uj i've been really drinking a lot of kool-aid tonight special brand of kool-aid called weller bob it's hard to find any little losses here <laughs> regular season mvp rudd dog we're gonna just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team the new dynasty is born and connor Gotta be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. All right. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back at September 30th. And the Lions, um, for the first time this year, we are recording this after a loss. Um, the Lions taking a hard 34-30 to 30 loss at Ford Field to the, the Chiefs, a respectable opponent for us. I'll, I'd say a respectable opponent. Yeah, that's but fair. But we got UJ, we got Bob, we got Connor, oh. we got Rudd Dog to break Whoa. it down. What up? Hey, guys. We are still drinking blue Kool-Aid, guys. Right? Oh, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Always. Is that even a question? Always. Yeah, I mean, we there's a lot of, uh, you know, things out there that maybe this is a bad loss, but I, there's a lot of good to take out of this game, right? Hey, yeah. but, hey, but see, yeah, you know what? I, I've added a new drink to my uh, menu. It's it's called the Blue Punch. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> What's in a Blue Punch? I'm really curious. Oh. Uh, you had to ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> it punches he's, the he's brain so Just tell me. He's too many punches deep. He doesn't know. I think the blue punch is, well, it's more about what it, the the effects of it are. That's true. Yes. It, it allows you to see the game in slow motion and punch out the ball of an opponent's arm at, high, right. at high speeds. That's the blue punch. I'll take 12. <laughs> oh, yeah. How about that in this game, you guys? I mean... <laughs> In that wild yeah. third quarter. Awesome. Just a wild third quarter. Like a bunch of trained yeah. ninjas out there just freaking doing karate punches on the ball. It was amazing. It was, it was incredible. Um, And even Jamal Agnew, again, making a play on special teams in this game as well. Yeah. yeah. Punching out the ball. And uh, the guy you like to always refer to, Big Z, uh, the announcer made that reference to Peanut Tillman. He's like, what, did Peanut Tillman train this team? What's going on? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's some respect right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even Tevin Coleman did it on the incomplete pass in the end zone as well. So That was a great play. Even twice. The, 
Even on yeah. the not forced fumbles, uh, he was getting after it there. How about the one where he waited for Sammy Watkins to get up and then punch it? <laughs> that up? was I wild. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Because we were we, we were watching the game. We're just sitting like, why are you just standing there? <laughs> what are you doing, man? And then they forced That's the fumble. That's incredible. Then we, then we were a little less forgiving or more forgiving after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, the, yes, indeed, the, the Lions, this is the first time we are recording the podcast this year after they uh, have taken a loss, but we are not deterred. We are still drinking the Bukulay harder than ever oh, before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't um, ever stop, baby. Just a ton of the good things. But be, before we get to the rest of the game, I just want to get over something, <laughs> and this is always a common topic, especially with Lions fans. I, I just want to talk about some of the big calls in this game from the refereeing side. So let's start with the Galladay. Let's start with the Galladay catch. Was that the right call or the wrong call? Wrong Wrong call. Wrong call. Right call. So we have four wrongs and one right. (laughs) It had nothing to do with the Kool-Aid. It's just it was was moving in his hands. It's not a catch. Bogus. What was that? I mean. This is what I bring up, and I I was showing Rudd Dog this. The week before on Monday Night Football, Taylor Gabriel had a very similar catch where he had two feet in. He had the ball against his chest. Then he fell to the ground and it moved a little bit, but he still kept the ball pinned on his chest. And they ruled it. They ruled it incomplete at first. Then they ruled it a touchdown. Now this week the ball moved a little more, but the ball was still pinned on his chest, and he never lost control of it after he had two feet in bounds with control of the ball. That should be yeah. a touchdown, or at the very least, not enough to turn it over. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Like, when they call yeah. it a touchdown on the field. It should remain a touchdown unless something blatant. Yeah. And there was nothing blatant to overturn that. But like. What have we come to in the NFL? We're at this point in time where we no longer know what a catch looks like. Yeah, like there used to be like a time in history now. where you just watched football and you knew when a guy caught a ball yeah. and you yeah. knew when he didn't catch a ball. And now we don't know because there's all these convoluted rules that we haven't, are completely we, vague. Yeah, we haven't, known we haven't a, known for years since yeah, Calvin Johnson. Yeah, Calvin right. Johnson played. That was like a yeah, decade ago. Of course. We haven't known when a catch is for at least 10 years. <sighs> It's, it's yeah. even worse now, actually. It is worse. Now, now they're even more unsure of what a catch is. I think there. the yeah. process of the catch made more sense than this crap. So I want to bring up the second uh, one that's been pretty controversial, and that is uh, the Anthony Hitchens uh, uh, 2.0 pass interference. So this is the guy that committed the allegedly. face guarding non, uh, pass interference, not pass interference against the Cowboys, against Brandon Pettigrew, and he did it again against Kerry on Johnson in this game. Yeah. Amazingly um, similar. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like Almost identical picture. if you look at the pictures. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Then I think, ah oh man. I mean, I'm I'm actually in Patricia's court here. That if they challenge it, it wouldn't have been turnover just based on oh. how, the, how the refs are not turning over almost any of these pass interference calls. We've seen it all yeah. season and preseason. They aren't. Yeah, they're they're making a anything. point of that. They're making a real high bar there on purpose. Yeah, they're basically like, hey, if that same exact scenario in the playoffs happens where the Saints mm-hmm. got screwed, then yeah. then we'll overturn it. But if it's anything less than that obvious, then nah, it but sticks. My, so yeah. my next my next yeah. point is, and this is the third missed call, there was a roughing the passer. Oh, phantom roughing the passer? Th- and, uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, phantom yeah. roughing oh, the passer. We didn't God. touch him in the face at all. And the Academy oh, Award goes to Mahomes. Yeah. Like yeah, he like touched his face back. mask and like whipped his head back like like what the <laughs> good no, acting. I mean, should a play like that be reviewable? Like you yes. have two challenges, yeah. you should yeah. be able to review one hundred review any penalty, anything on the field. You only get two challenges still. Because isn't there 
penalty for acting? Isn't there a penalty for faking it? <laughs> no. <laughs> there is not. So. Not like the sure? NBA. Not like the flopping foul. Yeah, the, NBA. the penalty is they, they banish you to play soccer for the rest of your life. <laughs> well, um, yeah, Patricia likes to use his challenges for like a one yard uh, ball placement though early in the yes, game. Yes, that was so not. Bad. Yeah, that was a weird uh, challenge okay. call. That was bad. That was my only problem with the coaching. Bad. Yeah. Um, oh no. And what? The spy on there was one oh, more. Okay, there was you. one more. There was one more call I want to talk about, and that was um, on the last play of the game, on uh, the last heave by Stafford. There was uh, what looked like a pass interference by the Chiefs, like pretty much tackling Marvin Jones to the ground as he tried to go yeah. after the ball. Pretty much. <laughs> That's never. And they didn't even review that, though. They didn't review it. It's at least uh, yeah. worth a review. The they league? should have reviewed it, but it, I don't yeah. think it would have been called. Regardless. Maybe, maybe not. We'll never know. I read somewhere. Yeah, that, I, don't they, think so I read somewhere they that they, they treat it differently on hail mary plays, like yeah, they a say, higher standard. They, I understand they that. Do. But, but if, you know, but Marvin Jones wasn't even in the scrum with the rest of the guys. He was kind of separate from them, you know, on that play. So he was sort of like isolated away from the group. Yeah, yeah that's what made it so I, obvious. What was that, Bob? I no, I kind of see, uh, I kind of see the league's point on this one because, like, uh, this is goes to what UJ UJ doesn't like the pass interference rule the way it is uh, spot foul. I know the spot foul there. I don't think in a Hail Mary, uh, it would make such a big difference in the game. That they, I mean, they always uh, ref it that way. I think they should just leave it. I disagree, uh, personally. Only when it's something that clear and obvious. Uh, they, they, yeah. the, they said they, they judge it differently because it's usually a scrum. But in this case, the the player was literally tackled to the ground before they he had a chance to make a play on the ball. <laughs> I think that's a little different. I don't like that it's inconsistent yeah. because then it's like, when do they decide that you know, because you bet Aaron Rodgers throws that pass, and you, I guarantee you, they're calling pass interference on the defense. I feel like not, you then know, you just start seeing crap. you start uh, seeing these miraculous comebacks all the time if you start getting more lenient on it. What did, what happened in uh the in Cleveland Stafford rookie year? It was kind of the same situation. No, it was. Yeah. But I let's. Mean, I, I want to get off the the refereeing decisions. It's just been a big point of emphasis on uh, line and social media and all that. So yeah. I wanted to get to that and just kind of get you guys' reaction. But let's get to the actual game itself. All right. And um, let's talk about the let, – let's talk about those – let's talk about the third quarter. How about that? Let's talk about the third quarter. This was right. an insane quarter. There was five fumbles. Five yeah. fumbles in this quarter. Just absolutely yeah. insane. And the Lions actually end up not scoring off any of them. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, crazy. And yeah. Stafford made his one mistake that quarter, really. Yeah. Perfect game. Yeah. But on his fumble, he all he was just doing is switching the ball to his other hand. He just dropped it without even getting hit, which is kind of frustrating. Uh, but this is something but, that we've seen out of Stafford, where he tries to make maybe get out of the pocket yeah. every once in a while, and he fumbles the ball. Rod Dog, you were in his heart on him, but I, I, I mean, this yeah. is this is the Stafford. It's been a problem with him for years. No, I mean, like, yeah. there's a difference between making a dumb decision like carry on extending the ball. They're both dumb decisions. No, no, no. Yeah, they're equally no, dumb on. in my no. mind. Because no. you saw Stafford, uh, was it late, later in the game, leave the pocket, break a tackle behind the line of scrimmage, and proceed to get eight yards. The, the same exact scenario, but this time he tucked it better. So, no, it wasn't a decision thing. He just m m physically mishandled it, whereas Carrion decided to reach the ball away from his body in a scrum of, like, 20 people. That's totally different. 
It's a mental yeah. mistake versus a physical error, and they're different. They're in different leagues. Yeah, I see uh, that. I don't know. They're I thought both they're bad. both mental mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you, Rod Dog, because I, I, I Stafford's trying to make a play there. Yeah, what I like about Stafford this year is he's being really aggressive, and I, yeah. I just don't don't take take that away from him. Don't, yeah. don't make him uh, tentative. And if he I, doesn't like, make a play, I mean he screwed up, but yeah, but uh, he was trying to make a play, and I just like him. We can argue Carryon was trying to make a play then. He was trying to stress the ball of the goal line. Yeah, he yeah, was. was. Stafford I was just... trying to do it in a safer situation, though, like away from the pocket, like trying to protect the ball. While Carryon was blatantly risking. And, I'm and saying Stafford. it is part of Stafford's game. Stafford. I mean, we've seen it for years where he tries to make uh, some of these plays. But I know, and they will continue to happen as long as he's a Detroit Lions. Yeah, I don't for the good and the bad. Yeah. He, he tucks that ball. He might score a touchdown. I mean, it just slipped out of his hands. It wasn't like he wasn't going to score on the touchdown. But. He would have gotten a few yards, but you don't know that. He would have got, he, would have, he was getting tackled as he tried switching the ball. No, so. the ball he, he got. He sh- that it was like a picturesque same <laughs> thing happened later in the game. The guy was grabbing him by the hips. He shakes the tackle, runs for eight yards. So no, I don't. I'm well, not he was trying to that. avoid a sack on that play, so it was a little different. <laughs> they were just oh, get out of here! You're you're just being too hard on him. I'm not. I mean, I drink some Kool-Aid. I want to bring up. <laughs> I think we can all agree Stafford played really well. It's I'm just not analyzing one all. play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, really Stafford well. played an amazing game. 21-34, 291 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he outplayed uh, potentially the MVP of the league, Patrick Mahomes. Well, the former, the last year's MVP. I mean, he, he definitely outplayed him. Three touchdowns of his zero. Um, they had similar quarterback. He had a way higher quarterback rating than this, 118.6 to Mahomes, 81. Um, and he hit some big passes, like the one to Marvin Hall down the sideline. That was a thing of beauty. Oh, yeah, that's one of the yeah, best passes I've ever seen. That was great. Let's move on to uh, Stafford's throw of the week. I mean, there's a whole slew of them in this game, gentlemen. Oh yeah, Um, the one clear winner. uh, There is one clear winner, but I'm still gonna let's get. I just let's throw out the nominees, all right? And the the first one that came to mind for me for some reason was the throw to Marvin Hall down the sideline. Oh yeah, great, great throw. That was a great throw. I mean, especially a receiver that's like playing his first game in a Lions uniform. the the next one is the throw to Galladay down the seam for a touchdown. I mean that thing is just was just That's incredible. It. Beautiful um, throw. The second touchdown to Galladay that might be more of a Galladay play than maybe a Stafford throw. I mean it's both they're both great, but yeah, Galladay getting the yeah. talk about getting your feet in just barely enough. Yeah, that was crazy. Yep, scrape. Um, and actually the fourth nominee I have. And let me know if you have another one. I'm sure there are more. Uh, is the throw to set up the Hail Mary at the end of the game was just incredible. A dart. I mean, an absolute yeah. dart on his back foot. Stafford sidearm, just classic. Just an absolute rifle for 25 yards to get it to the 50. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think the but, clear the clear winner is uh, – we'll, we'll let uh, uh, Bob, Bob, tell us what you think yeah. the winner is well, in this that, one. That, 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 uh, the one to Galladay – uh, right up the middle, right on the eye of the Lions in the end zone. Uh, he darted it. I, I think it was a ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was insane. There just a tiny window that was closing, and it just right in there. Yeah. Said it was like, I didn't Almost no one makes that play. <laughs> Almost he, no one makes that play. Didn't he get tipped, too? No, it didn't no, get tipped it at didn't all. Get touched. Oh, no, I'm thinking of another one. There was one where Stafford threw it, and it hit the got tipped, but still continued on a freaking line right into the receiver's hands. I thought it was that yeah. one. Hey, I just want to make a comment here on the dumbass media because, you know, you're yeah. watching that game, and, of course, this game was 
all about Patrick Mahomes, according to the announcers. And, and after that throw, which was like no one else can make that throw, I'm telling you. I don't care who it is. And he says, oh, and just to remind you that uh, Matt Stafford has a pretty good arm, too. Yeah, really. God. Shut the oh. hell up, you <laughs> moron. There's nothing we can Bunch do about dumb that. Dumbasses. Yeah, man. All, all we can do is win. I think Stafford is the only guy in the league that can make that throw. To be clear, I honest. agree. I think he is the only guy that. And perhaps the world. Yes, that was beautiful. Beautiful thing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Odell Beckham, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys got a chance. Um, I, I mean, just just incredible. So, I mean, the Stafford throw of the week is the touchdown uh, throw to Galladay up the seam. I love what uh the announcer said. He's like. Galladay had no choice but to catch this because it might have killed him. <laughs> it would have run through him yeah, if he didn't catch it. Killed him. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, so congratulates to Matt Stafford. Uh, he is wow. again the Stafford. Uh, he has the Stafford throw is of the this, week. Yeah, he won again. Is this the third he, time he in a row he's won week. it? Or That's four? uncanny. <laughs> I don't know if we did it week one, but I, I think an investigation needs it. to be opened up. There's something going on here. It's fishy. Yeah. Well, only Stafford could pull that off, though, winning the Stafford throw of the week three <laughs> times in a row. True. I mean, we counted all the ballots, and it, 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 the math adds up. So I, It's I unbelievable. The guy's amazing. You can't, <laughs> if you don't believe us, you don't believe in science. All right. Uh, so uh, let's just – I just want to go over some of the stats here. I, and, again, I mentioned Stafford stats already, but I want to go to the rushing game. It came alive, this game, boys. It came alive. Yes, it did. Yeah. Carry on Johnson, 26 carries for 125 yards, just below my prediction of 140. McKissick, he looked really good in this yeah. game. Four carries for 30 yards. That screen yeah. pass where like, it looked like he was about to get stopped from dead to rights in the backfield and just shook the couple guys. Yeah. That was a heck of a play. And then the receiving. Uh, what, what was that, UJ? Sure. McKissick, uh, quietly a very good Bob Quinn pickup. That, oh, you know, absolutely. No one, no one talked much about, but he's really contributed well in the last few games. So, yeah, great I'm pick, guessing great Bevel, Bevel probably tipped him off on the McKissick thing. Yeah. Because he worked yeah. with them before. Definitely, definitely. We'll take it. No 100-yard receiver this week. No, our 100-yard receiver of the week is nobody because we did <laughs> not have one for the first time this season. Marvin Jones continues to look great, though. Um, yeah. 77 yards. Yeah. Galladay, 67 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he should have had three. three. <laughs> as, we, uh, as we mentioned earlier. Marvin Hall, two catches for 47. Carry on, two catches for 32. Hawk. Hawk. <laughs> three for 27 and a touchdown on a nice little poster out in the red zone. He had some nice great to blocking there. today, too. And we'll get to... Uh, his injury a little bit later in another segment. Uh, Logan Thomas, three for 25. He'll also be mentioned in that segment. <laughs> uh, the McKissick <laughs> had one catch for 11. Even Bodden got in there on one catch for four yards. So um, a lot going on. And then on the defensive side, Tracy Walker had 12 tackles, 11 solo. Tavon Wilson had 11 solo tackles. Amazing. <laughs> Crazy. Um, Justin Coleman had two passes uh, defended in this game. Coleman uh, had a great game. And Reeves Maven had four tackles. Jared Davis had three. Trey Flowers had four. So, Yeah, that one fumble that Coleman yeah. had was spectacular. Jared Davis only had I three know. tackles. Coleman's, Coleman's been worth every penny you paid him, man. He's Agreed. Awesome. Agreed. Yeah. Especially against a team like the Chiefs uh, where, where we were. So let's talk about that. Again. I would say Melvin has as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 
I, I want to circle yeah. back to the, let's go to the defensive side of the ball really quick. And I want to focus on the fact that Slay was already out of this game. Diggs gets out of the game early. Mike Ford Mike comes Ford out of the hurt, game yeah. at times, too. So Rory has to step in for a and little bit. Harris. Mm-hmm. And they still held their own, I thought. And uh, decently well. Yeah, the, the, the defense. Own. I mean, the, the fact that our team responded after giving up that fumble for a touchdown. 100 yards, which is almost like unheard. It hasn't happened in a few years in the NFL, actually. Yeah. Of course, it happens the Lions. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, the fact that the Lions are able to respond uh, speaks awesome. a lot to the depth of this team, I think, as well, especially They're, with all the injuries that we had. The, in key that the key word of the season so far, resilience. Oh, yeah. And it seems so much baby. better at it this year than previous years. Like, last year's team would have folded after that play. And the Lions came back and almost won. And another yeah. and another thing is like the response from this team after the game. Like they, when we watch this team and this team as a whole is expecting to win, no matter who is lined up across them, whether it's the Chiefs, whether it's the Dolphins, uh, it doesn't matter. Like we we, sh- we I think there's a different expectation with this team, uh, nationally, locally, everywhere that we yeah. are expecting to win going in every game. Can I Absolutely. can I read the one Patricia quote? That yeah, go for it. Uh, he said after the game, we're going to compete with anybody that is put in front of us, but we expect to win no matter who we play. I, I, f- right. I freaking love that quote. That's like, oh, yeah. that's the ultimate winning mentality of the Patriot way that I think we're trying to embrace here. And I love that no. they're not satisfied. The Lions way. Yes, I agree. And, and, a, and a good point uh, Kyle Minky brought up uh, earlier, and I was reading one of his articles, but uh, Patricia in his uh, post-game interview and, and his – uh, post post practice interview today, he said at least six or seven times, you know, I've got to coach better. I've got to coach better, and I think he takes a lot of uh, responsibility for what goes on there. And he's trying to get better too. Can you could you imagine uh, uh, some of the previous coaches we've had uh, taking responsibility for you know maybe not calling a good enough play or you know you know UJ you just don't understand you know what no I'm just. I'm just doing a, a Jim Schwartz impersonation, uh, how yeah, he treated Schwartz the fans and the press when he man. was there. Jim he Schwartz was so <laughs> condescending. Jim, what a <laughs> Jim Schwartz would have said, F you. I know exactly yeah, what I'm doing Schwartz out there. Jim Schwartz taking responsibility for having to get better. And stuff like <laughs> yeah. I, I think Patricia's uh, – I, I, I'm really – I told you guys in the beginning I bought into Patricia, and I, I, even more so now. I, yeah. And, I, and you can just see it with the whole team, man. They're all into it. They all say they love each other so much, have each other's backs. I mean, it's a constant theme through every one of these guys when they're talking. It's just amazing. I think this team is something we haven't seen this before. I'm telling you, this is different. Yeah, it's a different. It feel, does feel different, different this time. I I'm mean, not... this is part of the Bob Quinn hire. Now Patricia's in there. The whole uh, culture that they want to change seems to be really taking place. It's taking hold, and yeah. now it's just time to turn those into victories and then Super Bowl victories. Yes, well, we will get there. <laughs> right? It's weird, but, like, even, like, this team just inspires a sort of confidence. Like, a, it's, like, cool. Like, it, even if they don't necessarily pull it out, you don't – you feel confident they're going to find a way. Like, they're going to do everything in their damnedest, and, like, they have a competence about them on top of that confidence. It's, it's like – it is different. It's just so It's a different. confidence sandwich. Yeah. Confidence and confidence. With a little meat. Yeah. With a little yeah. meat on the end of the yeah, side. No, the I agree. Confidence in on the confidence. I think this game, at the very least, showed the Lions that they can compete and they can beat any team in the league. 
and I think that's important, even though they lost. Because I don't think the Chiefs might not well. lose this season. <laughs> I mean, who do they play better than us? Probably nobody. Granted, at the end of the they day, the, they paid the Patriots. Yeah. It's the only other team. At the end, end of the day, all so that matters nobody is that better we than lost, us. But yeah, still. Hey, let well, me just I, have an, can I just say an aside here? Because I was a little yes, we'll allow it. We'll allow you. Only with we'll a soliloquy. <laughs> I was upset with some of my fellow fans uh, who are in a chat with me and uh, some people on social media. They come out of that game and they're like, oh, my God, that was so great. We played so good with the Chiefs. You know, we, we kept it really close. You know, yay. I'm like, I wanted to, I was expected to win this game. I was so pissed when we lost that game. I, I agree. Was, I, I, I felt like throwing something through the TV. This is one of the most upsetting losses to me. Because we should have won the game. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I agree with oh, that. I'm totally on your side on this. And everyone's like, oh, well, Peter King loves us now. Well, who cares? I mean, it's it's wins. It's those, are the, those are the same dumbasses that had us going 3-13, and 4-12. and 12. Well, that's the mentality, <laughs> though. Like, you yeah, see Patricia's even said, like, it doesn't matter. Like, we lost. Like, we expect to win. And that's right. – we all got to embrace that. Like, we don't sing Kumbaya for losing to the Chiefs well, by four. That being said, Bob, I'm, I'm with yeah. you. Like, I was pissed. That was a heartbreaker, absolutely devastating to lose. But having said that, and not being on this team and having to refocus on a season going forward where, you know, we have to actually perform, this game also left me feeling very optimistic going forward. So, I mean, yeah, I was really upset, and it sucked, but, I mean – we're well, as fans, well, yeah. we get to be we're, excited because that was well, a hell of a game, and it could have gone at the. It was like a coin toss. We're not denying who pulled we're that not, one out. We are not denying that at all. We're not saying that we're not the, optimistic about the future. The we're just pissed the about the result. Me was going into the game, I already had that confidence in this team, so I didn't like get affirmation. Well, so I, was I don't. Lost because I expected them to win this. I game. agree one hundred percent. I think this is a really good team. That Wait, they should be able to beat anybody. I had that same expectation. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, we all expected <laughs> to win. Yeah, I don't know but, what you're saying. No, it does seem like a lot of the local media, though, is suddenly like, oh, wait, maybe the Lions aren't terrible. Like, you see, like, M Live and, like, the free press are going yeah. off. Like, they're shocked that we played close to Kansas City. And I, I knew we would have the chance to win the game, and we did have the chance to win the game at the end. I think everyone on this podcast did because, you know, we're we're smart. But I mean, check our predictions yeah. last week. I, uh... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, we were... I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> I think that's where it comes from. Other people were so shocked that we played so close to the Chiefs. Well, we expected them to beat the Chiefs. So, And the Lions expected to beat the Chiefs. There is one play I just want to give kudos yeah. to the Chiefs on in this game. I, I, is the hook and ladder play. Oh, that, that, that was, was a great play. That was a great play. That was really cool. That was a great play. I just wanted to mention that. I couldn't play. even be mad at that play because it was yeah, just like, exactly. damn, that was just so <laughs> nice. Um, that, I just wanted to throw that out there. At least the kudos to the Chiefs on that one. I mean... That play could have just as easily been, you know, Reggie Bush against Texas in the national championship. <laughs> Tracy Walker was like point zero two seconds away from knocking that ball down to the ground. That would oh, razor edge game. That's what I'm saw. It w- it could have easily gone our way. Just didn't this time. You know, definitely, a- absolutely. Uh, so I want I, I want to get to a listener question now. All right, this is what we're talking about, listeners, blue Kool Aid drinkers out there. We appreciate yeah. you guys getting in here, um, giving, sending us some messages on the, the um, uh, questions that we want to answer. So we're going to answer it for you. And this is one from Tyler, right, Rudd Dog? So yes. uh, hit, us, hit us up with the question that he's got. This is from Tyler. 
in the Navy. At what point will the media acknowledge that the Lions are contenders? And when that happens, will you guys still call them the dumbass media? Yes. <laughs> yes, they always feel to be a dumbass media because they weren't yes. smart yes. from the beginning. I, I think the Lions have to be in a clear playoff position before we get any respect from the national media. After our 10th Super Bowl of them <laughs> singing our praises for you know a whole decade, I will then forgive the indecencies we've suffered <laughs> so yeah. basically no one who's alive now <laughs> well i mean first of all the lions absolutely 100 percent are contenders there's no doubt about it and i don't think anybody's mind even the dumbass media now i think is coming along to that as well uh but will we forgive them of course not no way no we will <laughs> never, never forget them no no the years of ignoring us we will never forgive it no mercy <laughs> So I hope that answers your question. Tyler from the Navy. Thank you, Tyler, Tyler yeah, from the Navy. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks for your service, buddy. Yeah, thank like, you for your like, service. Uh, Taylor Swift said, we can forgive, but we don't have to forget. Yeah. Like, A prophet. There you go. Thanks for your <laughs> service, but you should have chose the Army. Right. We can forget, but we don't have to forgive. Wait. Uh, we cannot forget and not forgive. We can. We uh, could forget mind. and forgive too. That's another option. If you just name an option. No, that's not an option, Connor. No. You have to do one. If we forget, there's no need to forgive, because we won't remember. <laughs> um. So I I want to get to a kind of a larger debate here, and I think you Jay you brought it up um before this uh this podcast, and that is what is in a better state right now going forward, especially going into the bye week. Is it the offense, or is it the yes. defense? This is a good question. It is a good question. It's a very interesting question. I yeah. injuries. So uh, interesting. yeah, I mean, there's injuries in both sides of the ball, especially the defensive side of the ball right now. Digs. Uh, uh, what do you mean by this? I want to get more clarification uh, from you, UJ, on kind of what you meant by this question. Is is it like if well, we had to rely, if we had to pick on one side of the ball to win us the game with 30 seconds left, would it be the offense or the defense? Because right now I would say offense because we just saw what the defense did. <laughs> It's it's a yeah. well yeah but it's a it's a it's a great question because coming into this season we expected the defense to be our strength we had no idea what our offense was going to be uh, coming off last year and but our offense has been pleasantly a surprise for us I mean Stafford's sharp our receivers look great our tight ends uh, amazing I love the Daryl Bevel play calling. Daryl Bevel is a breath of fresh air on this team we actually have a professional play caller. And and not that it's perfect. He, you know, there's there's a couple mistakes here and there. I thought, I thought in the second half when we had that, we had a first, we got nine yards on first down, and a second and one, we threw a long pass instead of just grinding out a first down and keep the drive going. And then we wound up not getting the first down. And, uh, oh, oh, wait, hold on, and, hold on a second. Do I hear a candidate for Jim Bob Cooter play call of the week? That that oh! you know what? That, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll give that nominee to him. We'll give that nominee to him. Although I don't mind the play call <laughs> as much as I hate to say that. Well, and anyway, but uh, I mean, our offense has been really good, and and our defense has been really good. So it's kind of a toss up to me right now. Like who who is the better unit? Uh, I mean, what our defense did against Kansas City was amazing. Against yeah. a, a powerful, powerful offense. Yeah, at the end we made a mistake. We didn't. We didn't. We spy uh, Mahomes on that fourth down play, which oh, that was a dreadful mistake. But overall, yeah, I mean, we shut like that guy down about. pretty damn good, man. I mean, 
I, I don't know. It's a toss-up right now. Yeah, I'd the, like to hear some opinions here. I mean, the D, you got to subtract seven points from the Chiefs score if you're thinking about points just the defense gave mm-hmm. up. Uh, yeah. I, I thought they, they by far of any defensive unit against Mahomes, did the best. And uh, this was the first time Mahomes did not have a pass completed over 20 yards in his career. And zero touchdowns. Yeah. He's averaging, what, like three and a half before this game? Yeah. Something he, absurd. I think he's only had one other game with no touchdown yeah. passes. I, my only beef with the defense was no spy on that fourth and eight. Yeah. <sighs> Which we can yeah, that, talk about right now or later. I don't that know. That appeared, uh, by further review, it appears that Christian Jones was the uh, possible culprit right there. What? So yeah, because the both guys went. With Where the, was he on yeah, that play? Back. Well, he was lined up over the middle. Then he leaked out with the uh, running back, and I forgot the other uh, defensive uh, back that was out there. But he also leaked out with the running back. So two guys were covering the running back. No one over the middle. Um, you would think that it's the linebacker Christian Jones's responsibility. Why yeah, no, that makes sense. That? Why wouldn't it be Jared Davis? That seems like the obvious candidate. The pass D seemed good on that play, though. Mahomes had a lot of time to throw and couldn't find anyone. Well, we know the running no one, back no was, was covered. Open. We know the running back was covered. Everyone was covered. That's why he <laughs> ran for 30 yeah. yards. Jesus, that was brutal. No, the whole middle <laughs> yes, of the field was, was just wide open. It hey, was wide open. I don't think. Uh, that mistake will be repeated, though. You see the Lions make these mistakes, but they don't repeat them. See, that's the thing about all these mistakes. Like, You're right. You could point to – if we would eliminate, like, several key mistakes, because I, I, I'd like to point out another mistake, and that's Galladay on that 100-yard touchdown fumble yeah. crap show that we saw. Yeah, he he's, played the whistle, man. He's standing there in front of the guy <laughs> in between him and the other side of the field. And just like lunges at him, and then like he's like, no, I'm gonna stop. And the guy just proceeds yeah, to he, jog. Yeah, he thought it was dead though. Yeah. I know, but but the whistle everyone, didn't blow. Everyone the whistle didn't blow. No, I, I know. Oh my gosh, it was just like oh. it was a funky play. Uh, hey, uh, but you got to hear the whistle, let man. Me a, let me take a stab at your uh, uh, question there. Okay. I, I think uh, I think actually right now they're kind of both playing equally good, and I, I don't think we. That, I think that's one of the strengths of this team, actually is that we're not relying on one side of the ball. Like, the Bears have one unit that's great, one right. unit that's terrible. We have two units that are good, not great yet, but I think they're improving. It's, I think the offense has a lot of ceiling ahead of them. Like, they could get even better, and, and the, the yeah. defense as well. Um, I, I'm excited about this team, and I think the balance is, yeah. is one of the good things we have going for the us. The balance yeah, is incredible. That, you know, the special teams, I'd say, are also contributing fairly well now, too, so... Yeah, no, no penalties, no penalties on special teams this week, gentlemen. But they've they've come huge. back oh, yeah. strong. I mean, last week they had a touchdown. I mean, but what's that, UJ? Go ahead. No, I think Patricia knows that this is a process. You know, like a lot of fans expect everything to be happening immediately. He knows it's a long season. It's a process. You got to iron things out and eliminate mistakes. And his coaching. He teaches these guys. I don't think previous coaches taught football to these guys. They just practice their plays and they practice this and that. He's teaching them the game. I mean, it, no, I, I'm totally serious. They taught him to power. I know. Just, your your phrasing and, is funny. That's and, all. And, I was. and I think, but no, but he his process of elimination. Okay, we go on. We eliminate the bad stuff. We slowly eliminate, and and the team gets better and better as the season goes. And that's what we're slowly starting to see. And it's only the first quarter of the season, but. I think we're seeing the inkling of what the possibility of what this team could be if we eliminate a few mistakes here and there. We haven't it's played. Wait, hold on. We haven't played disappear. close to our best football are you, yet. Are you saying Rod Marinelli didn't teach the Lions how to play football? 
taught him how to pound the yeah, rock. Well, he taught him how to pound a rock and uh, a pound yeah. their, a hole or something. Pound their heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I just think, uh, I mean, this, it's a process, you know, and the, and the fans got to trust it, you know. And I think we trust it because we drink we a lot do. of Kool-Aid. That's literally in but, our name. Uh, we drink the man, Kool-Aid. Man, we are drinking so much, so much Kool-Aid. Oh, my God. It goes down good, too. Mm, it's God, delicious. It's so good. And we're going to be drinking it harder this, even harder and harder this week, especially with the bye week coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm more drinking time out of my One Pride Amir Abdullah cup right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Too low. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's on the Vikings now. He doesn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> you fumble it when man, they put him it's every a, once in a while. It just, it's just so far because the Lions played such a good game. Like they, they controlled the time of possession, too, which is what we talked about in our predictions podcast. They had the ball for 34 minutes of this game to the Kansas City 26 minutes. I mean, that's that's what we wanted to see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's nicer to watch too because I enjoy watching offense much more than defense. Yes, yes, and it gave our chance, to, our defense, a chance to get some rest uh, and get out there. Uh, oh man, it's oh that's all right. You know what? It, after this game, I I can realize the Lions are going to play the Chiefs again in the Super Bowl, and we're going to yeah, have our second shot. Right. We're going to be yeah, fully oh, healthy, yeah. and we're going to. I hope they're going to whoop them too, just like when no. the Giants rematched the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I want the Patriots. And yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> it doesn't matter because we're going to beat whoever's in front of us. But I mean, like so many little yeah. fluky things ch- go a different way in this game, and we win. It's like it's. I I feel like it's it sucks because we could have won it, but oh, it just got me more <laughs> amped for the rest of the season. I think the goal is to not rely on a couple flukes one way or the other to get you the win yeah no and in the end what we're we were sort of like the victim of uh of turn-based football right like we got it with seven minutes left our offense drives down scores and then they get it with two minutes left i mean we'd rather have those tables turn on average right like you'd rather have the ball right. last that's just how the nfl tends to work these days and and one little mistake on offense on a fourth and eight and you know, cha- take that away. We win that game. So I mean, ah, oh, it was. It sucks that we lost, but I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we, there's every reason to be excited. So let's. I want to get to another segment here, and uh, we mentioned T.J. Hawkinson, Logan Thomas, and that is the <laughs> hurtling epidemic going on what? in this team. They saw Nick Bowden do it once. Bowden is the <laughs> cul- the blame. Actually, T.J. Hawkinson did it in the first game as well, a little jump. So yeah. Uh, he did. But I feel like they felt like they had to one-up the fullback. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, T.J. Hawkinson really paid a price for it. Yeah, game. he looked uh, like he died after that defenders play. Defenders are adjusting to this, though. They're not falling yep. for it, you know? <laughs> and, and you see how many tight ends you see jump up in the air, and the guy's not just, just standing there. Well, like, yeah. chest, before you know? our two guys, I'd never seen that really happen, so usually it works. Um, so in the a, in a Mississippi State game uh, last week, uh, the guy, the quarterback tried to jump over, and then he did like a seven twenty in the air before falling on the ground, like a little helicopter. So dangerous! Um, <laughs> oh, I saw that. The, the yeah. week before, uh, on Monday Night Football last week, the Bears were playing the Redskins, and the Bears guy tried hurtling over the guy. So the Redskins guy just stood there, waited for him to fall to the ground, and then tackled him. It was really funny to watch. <laughs> there was like two yards of separation. The tight end tried to jump over him. The guy just stood there. He waited to get and then just tackle him. It was nice and easy. <laughs> and then see, and then what Logan Thomas did later yeah. was truck the linebacker. Exactly, he You're didn't jump over. Huge. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what you got to do. Logan Thomas, by the way, looks great. Jesse James is yeah. nowhere to be found right now in the field Lord in terms of the passing game. I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe he's doing good in the running I game. Know. It's really hard to tell without uh, watching the film, uh, you know, from the coach's film. But as far as him, his uh, presence in the passing game, it's uh, minimal. And I was expecting yeah. more, especially out of him from the red zone. Uh, which yeah. we haven't seen at yeah. all. To be fair, we haven't thrown like a single like fade route in the end zone. I feel like it, we've mostly been doing. What yeah, did he, we did a Galladay and Myron Jones. Oh yeah. well, once or like, twice, but not consistently. Not like down in the goal line. But, yeah, I mean, like, where that height really comes into play is if you just run a quick seam up to the back uh, middle of the end zone, and Stafford just throws a high zipper, you well, know, like they did uh, to, to the back to the back shoulder. Um, kind of what they did to Galladay, Galladay's but the more what they did to Hawkinson in the first game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, do, do you guys have any more comments on this game? I mean, we've been all over. <laughs> Agnew. Agnew continues uh, to redeem himself. Yeah. He returns one for a touchdown last week, forces a fumble this week. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the, like I'm saying, the special teams have rebounded since week one so well. And, uh, yeah. and he's even catching punts again. Two, whatever. Even if I yeah. uh, do the sign of the cross before, yeah, I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think I think very quietly, Flowers is really blooming here because uh, he, he's uh, playing better and better. Each we did week. that one last week, and we did it the week I before. Know. No, I know, but, but, but it keeps yeah. passing yeah. off to the next person. The I do, he's, uh, becoming, he's becoming a factor in the game. Yeah, now. I, really, oh, I really think that. And uh, and and the punch. I'm sorry, the punch that the oh, coaching. Give the coaching some credit for that, too. I mean, we're creating a monster here. We're creating a bunch of peanut Tillman clones or something. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was a little dis- disappointed that uh, Jared Davis is a little quiet in this game. I expect a little more. I mean, he did have some tackles, but not, he wasn't a big factor in the offense. Yeah, we were we were expecting him to get some pressure off the edge, and we haven't really seen that this Has year. Has he even rushed off the edge? They blitzed him really up the rushed. middle a couple times, but Tavai's snaps were really limited, so they, they're definitely going with Davis. Yeah, ever since Davis came back, they Tavai has been falling off the big time in reps. Yeah, I don't like he didn't it. Have that many snaps. I don't like that, especially down in the red zone. Tavai. I was kind of confused why he wasn't there when we were they were first in goal on the one. And you don't put your biggest linebacker in the middle, like I don't, I don't get that. It seems like Christian Jones should be getting up, uh, sitting on the bench more, and, and Tavai should be in there more. Agreed. To me, I, I, I mean, I want, I want to see my Tavai and, and well. Davis together out there. That's what we were sold, right? Yeah. That they were going to be like they play off each other. That was the whole big reason yeah. we drafted them. So Tavai, early. Tavai got fourteen snaps in this game. Christian Jeez. Jones got fifty-one. Jared Davis yeah. got sixty-eight. So, honestly, yeah. I, I think it's largely because we don't have that one pass rusher that is getting to us. So we're going into these like really coverage heavy defenses and we're not, you know, we're not playing heavy boxes or putting our heavier personnel in there. Yeah. And I, it's it's kind of tough. It sucks because you'd want to see these guys in there, but they're putting the guys who are better at coverage in there. Even though, well, Davis, that's a little debatable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the game. The game plan was really good. I mean, they, they should have won the game. I mean, yeah, they had, I, so I do want to say really uh, on defense, I really like the selective blitzing because it seems like everyone that tries to blitz Mahomes just gets burned. And I really like yeah. that they just leaned on their pass coverage. Mm-hmm. And I think it yeah. worked, I mean, almost worked to perfection. The secondary is the strength of the team. Uh, it, even 
besides uh our depth now without hey, slay I, or dicks yeah when i want to give a shout out to one player too canard, uh, canard was a beast in that game I'm sorry, but he was he was putting pressure on the court on three man rushes most of the time, and he was in there a lot, and he was close. He maybe he wasn't getting the sacks, but he was. I'm telling you, he, he was. I would actually he affected the clock on. I, I think the biggest moms, disruptor in this game was Ashawn Robinson up the middle. He uh, continuously pushed his guy back, and he was definitely a threat in the run game. Yeah. I actually thought he was the best deal I'm in this game in terms of uh, affecting Patrick Mahomes in the pocket and kind of containing him within there. No. Oh. I thought also Flowers yeah. did a pretty decent job of that as well. But, I mean, no one really got to him either, so it's hard to really say. No, but they did um, put pressure on him, and that's the thing, pressure. They affected his clock for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's let's uh, go around the rest of the NFC North. Let's just wrap it up. I, uh, last um, week, around, I mean, on Thursday, Green Bay um, lost to the Eagles, who the Lions beat. Uh, they lost that in Green Bay, too, so that's a big loss for Green Bay. And now Green Bay will have the Cowboys coming up um, on the Lions bye week. So if you – the Lions on the bye week, if you're looking for some games to look at, um, definitely root for the Cowboys, I guess, this week uh, yeah. against uh, against Green Bay. And that will be in Dallas. The Bears are going to – root for the Cowboys. Yeah, I know, I know. I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> I know. We have to I hate them. Um, the Bears <laughs> throttled the Vikings. I don't know if you guys watched that game, but Kirk Cousins continues to look like the worst thirty million dollar investment anybody's made <laughs> since Enron. Uh, I mean, it, it, it is just money burning down the tubes uh, with that investment the Vikings have made. Yeah, they literally just well, hand the ball off to Delvin I mean, Cook, and if if, it, if that's not working, they are screwed. Yep, pretty much. And the, the Bears lost their quarterback, but he sucked anyway, so I don't think it makes a difference. Yeah, I, I thought know. they improved with hey, Chase Mitch, Daniel. Hey, Mitch, what's up with you, man? How's your shoulder doing? Uh, well, it hurts, it hurts a lot. and uh, and uh, But I, I forgot. It, it, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, thanks, Mitch. No, we we appreciate thanks, you. Uh, we appreciate you being so vulnerable and honest with us here today. So we appreciate it. Thanks for being on yeah. all of our podcasts. I know you're I know he he just answers at a moment's notice. It's quite incredible, especially yeah. on a Lions podcast. He, uh, maybe he doesn't know he's on a Lions podcast. He might not. I don't know. know. <laughs> what? what a Lions? <laughs> what? Maybe oh, that's why he he's not practicing enough, so he's not very good. <laughs> so the Bears are going uh, to London to take on the Raiders uh, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, that's a brand new stadium. No Raiders. Yeah, built yeah. built for NFL viewing. Yeah, oh, it's built wow. to convert to an NFL stadium. Oh no, the international uh, expansion. I think the Tottenham begun. owner owns the Jaguars. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Shad Khan. I think so. I think you I'm, might be right about that. I might not. Entirely sure. So I don't. And then me. the Minnesota Vikings—they have fallen to last place in the NFC North. The Lions are third, then Bears, then oh no, then Packers, then Bears. Bears are in first right now because they beat. Oh no, Packers or Bears and Packers because Packers, Packers beat the Bears. Sorry, uh, but what? the Vikings are 0-2 in divisional play, and they are going to play the New York Giants uh, in New York. So those are the games if you want to look out for the division. Um, but the Lions fall first to third, but. Plenty of time for us to make up, boys. Plenty of time because we are then going to be playing Green Bay on Monday night on October 13th uh, in Lambeau. I mean, that's what the Lions have been prepped. And they need this bye week, right, with all these injuries. Uh, oh, yeah, Hawk, they do. Uh, Hawk will be awake, and he'll be conscious by hopefully that date on October 13th. 
Slay. Uh, yeah, Darius Slay. We need uh, really badly, especially against Devontae Adams. I really hope we get Hand back, too. Yes, I think oh, Hand yeah. will be ready. I think this is what the plan always seemed to be. Him and Daniels can make really round out this lineup, and that could be awesome. Amendola should be back, too. I, right? I, yeah, Amendola, yeah, we expect him to yeah. be back. Um, everybody should be generally, hopefully Stafford is 100%. I mean, him at, what, probably 70% in this game looked better than almost like, everybody else in the league. The goat. So, um, but, yeah, as far as Mike Daniels goes, I don't think he's going to be coming back for uh, probably a month or two with that foot injury. Um, it, it, that, that one does not look good for him. Well, but he'll yeah. be ready by playoff we time. Hope. He'll be ready by playoff time. Uh, does that mean they have to put him on IR? Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, as far as um, this game goes – Yes, like we said, it sucks, but we are more confident about the Lions than ever to win the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, and that cannot oh, be overstated. There's never a doubt. So let, let's let's go around. I want to get everybody's um, last word. So we're gonna start with you, Rod Dog. Let's start with you. What's your last word? Oh, my last word. Um, hey, it was a heartbreaker when you play your heart out and you just put it all on the line and you don't come up with a W, it sucks. But you know what? They they show people that they can beat anybody because this Chiefs team is getting hyped for a reason. They're a really good team. And that game was literally a coin toss, and it just didn't break our way this time. But you know what? This team, I, I, don't, I don't have any doubt in my mind that going forward, we're going to dominate and we're going to continue to win and go on to that Super Bowl, baby. All right, Bob. Uh, yeah, real, real disappointing loss, but, uh, I think, um, we just got to clean up what we're doing. I, th- I like the whole process. I like our offense. I like our defense. We got to clean up the mistakes because if you're going to be in that top elite, can't make mistakes. And, uh, I think they're getting there though. So I'm excited about the future. Go Lions. All right, Connor. Um, I'm honestly, it really genuinely feels like the expectations have shifted. Like, in previous years, if we had lost to the Chiefs by four, I think we all would have been pretty happy with it. We all would have been like, hey, you know, maybe this is a sign of things to come. I really think we're shedding this same old Lions mantra, and I really think we're this new team that really can't beat anyone, and I'm really excited to see the future. Again, disappointing loss, but I honestly expect us to go into Green Bay and get a dub and go from there and go Lions. All right, UJ. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I, it was a disappointing loss, but at the same time, I, I see the potential of this team, and I think this team really believes in itself. And you can just see it. Uh, you can see it in, in their faces. You can hear it in their voices. I mean, this is a different team, and and I think they're well coached. And I think I think they're going to be on to great things here as soon as they clean up a few mistakes. And uh, it's 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 going to be a great rest of the season, man. I can't wait till this bye is over and we can get back to playing again. I'm I'm so excited. All right, and the, I was wondering actually. This this thought just popped in my mind. Do, do the Lions drink blue Kool Aid on the sideline or Gatorade? I think that's dangerous. I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I I just think that they're all drinking it. I maybe Christian they, Jones was on that fourth and eight. That's why he didn't yeah. cover. The well, the point no. I'm trying to make is I think everybody on this team is drinking the blue Kool Aid. They are 100 percent bought in. The culture has shifted in Detroit, in Allen Park. I I mean, it's just a whole different feeling going forward. 
I just can't wait to see. We're going to go to Lambeau. We're going to win there again. Hell yeah, we are. Then then oh, they have yeah. the Vikings a week after that. This is a big part of the schedule. People talked about us going. We're lucky to get one win in these first four games. Uh, and we are 2-1-1. We are and you know, Big Z, to go, just one thing about that, too, like how you say it shifted. It shifted to the point where I hate when people are saying, well, the Lions, you, like, you know, it's typical Lions. I don't think this is a typical Lions team. I think that reference no longer bears any water. So Nope, absolutely. So the Lions will be on a bye week next week. Um, we will try to get you some content later this week, uh, potentially. But as far as what the Lions are doing next week, again, they are in a bye week. Um, so enjoy your Sunday. May- maybe don't watch football, you know, for maybe. a week. I know, at least health-wise, it'll be uh, great not to watch, great. Li- watch Lions for a week. My heart. Can yeah. I, the, the Lions, uh, they they really should do like uh, put one of those uh, monitors on everybody's hearts. They during, should. Uh, they should. Or take everybody's Apple watches and collect the data just for people that watch the Lions game. Oh, collect the electrical charges <laughs> off that to power the grid. Oh my god, these games are just incredible. On the can I give player. a quick shout out real quick? Yeah, uh, absolutely. On the day that we're recording this, it's actually International Podcast Day. So oh, I just wanted to give no. a shout out to all of us for, for <laughs> spreading the only truth out there about the Lions. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we're all doing a great right. job. And thank you to our listeners for supporting us. Yeah, no, we. Yeah, thank you guys. We love the yeah. listeners. Oh, we love, we love the listeners. I mean, they're just fellow Boo Kool Aid drinkers, right? They know, right. What, they know what this team's about. They know where we're headed towards the future. They know we're going marching to a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it, and they're just along with the ride for us. Oh, so we really yeah. appreciate it. Um, if you yeah. want to keep, you know, participate in this ride that we just discussed <laughs> all the way to Super Bowl, um, follow us on uh, Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Follow us on Twitter at Drinking Lions. Um, pl- please contact us on there. Leave us a message, direct message, whatever method you want. Let us know if you have any questions you want to answer. Maybe you want to come on. Uh, we, maybe we can make that happen. I don't know. I mean, like we said, we get creative uh, because we just want everybody to be a part of this. Uh, you know, this is an unsponsored podcast. We do it for the love of the team and the love of the game. Oh, yeah. For the team that we love that plays that game. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. So thank you. Uh, last but not least. As always, go! Go! Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock! Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory. Go! Go. of being upsold at gyms. 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.